The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. to let's talk but no politics okay um show that pretty much as we stated <laughs> the last episode is all over the place we talked about toys the last episode and today i'm excited because i get to talk to somebody in a topic that has always interests me and i've always enjoyed and i get to talk to jack tell Telepka, I'm gonna call you. Jack wow, Telepka. you actually got it. You actually yes. got it. I was practicing. I've been practicing for the past couple of days. Oh, I'm proud. <laughs> Jack Telepka, who is an independent wrestler. And so let me. So Jack, how are you doing today? Let's... I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm just sitting here. Speaking of wrestling, I was watching my. Favorite guy that I watch every single night, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, he's really your favorite. I have no idea why. I, oh my god, he is, I sit there. He is all over the place. At least now, nowadays, he's all over the place. I love the fact that he always sounds like he's doing a promo, but <laughs> he always just sounds angry. I think. Oh yeah, they say he's always angry. He's but... always just like, oh, wrestling's wrestling's this or oh, it's oh my god, it's my favorite. I hate Jim Cornette. But I love the, I love the outlaw mud show line. That's always my favorite. Okay, that's fair. Okay, but you are an independent wrestler, correct? Uh, who do you wrestle for? Okay, so I wrestle everywhere I can. Um, you know, being based out of Buffalo, I wrestle at Empire State Wrestling mainly. That's the closest show to me. Um, you know, it's obviously it's like right in my backyard. Essentially, it's five minutes from my house. So it's really, really where I wrestle most often. I've done stunts in Erie, Pennsylvania with Pro Wrestling Rampage. Um, I've wrestled in Ohio for Northwest Ohio Wrestling. I've wrestled in Canada for Crossbody Wrestling and uh, what's the other one? Barry Wrestling. I've wrestled in Binghamton, where you're from, with Excite Wrestling. I'm not I've from Albany, Albany for like uh, In Your Face Wrestling and. Um, Oh, what's the other one there? Survival Championship they just opened up. Um, I've done Rochester shows with Upstate Pro Wrestling. I've I've been around. I've been around the block a couple times, as they say. And I'm not from Binghamton. You're not from Binghamton, but that's where you are now, right? Um, that's where I am now. Yeah, so <laughs> where, not where you're from, but where you're from currently, I should say. Yes, where I'm yeah. located. Yeah. So I've watched a lot of stuff on independent wrestlers. It's it's not a job that pays well. I consider it almost, and this is not an insult, but almost like a minor league baseball player, a guy that I f- feel doesn't make a lot, but they do it for the love of it. Is that why you started this whole journey of becoming a wrestler? Um. Yeah, I mean... I don't think there's wrestlers out there that don't like wrestling. And if they don't, then like, that's an issue, but definitely just don't check my Facebook because the other day, I think it was last Sunday. Um, my status at like 11 o'clock was, I hate wrestling. Just don't look at that one. Um, <laughs> aside from that. Yeah. I mean, everybody, 
that I've met or whatever in wrestling does this because they love it. I mean, they've either grown up with it or, you know, maybe they found it a little later and then they started wrestling late. But one or the other um, mainly is the reason that everybody does it. If there's somebody literally that's doing it because they were like, oh, I just wanted to do something, um, they're not doing it for the right reasons. When did you make this your life your life's goal or passion that you're like i'm gonna go into that ring and i'm gonna just be a wrestler um so it all started when i was so like if background i guess um i was a child i was a wee little tot (laughs) as they say um and you know i would you know wrestling was always on monday nights and i would be up watching um i'd be up watching all the time I couldn't even, like, right now I can't even tell you who I was watching just because it was so so long ago. Like, I would love to tell you who it was, um, but I just can't. The biggest thing for me, though, was I used to play video games a lot when I was a kid, too, as most boys did. Um, and we got a WWE wrestling game. I think it was my older brothers at the time, but, like, obviously I can play, too. So I would pick Kane all the time. He's seven feet tall. He's the big red monster. I loved the color red. It just correlated super well. So I was like, I'm going to pick this big dude. And I just started stomping. I stomped my brother. I stomped my older brother, my oldest brother um, with Kane because he's, you know, huge. Every single time, I'm like, boom, I win. I'm Kane. Boom, I win. I'm Kane. Then I was like, you know what? Wait a minute. In real life, I can be just like Kane. I can grow up to be seven feet tall, big, big star wrestler. I'm five foot 11. So clearly, I'm missing a whole foot, but that was like a thing in my mind. I was like, I can do what I'm seeing and what I'm physically doing with a video game, but in my actual life. Um, So I kind of lost it for a little bit. I didn't really watch wrestling for a while. And like, you know, I started tuning back into it. Some of my friends were interested in it. And my friend Greg, actually, he was like, hey, my buddy Kevin's got a ring in his backyard. Come over. So I was like, okay. So we just started badassing around in the backyard inside of a wrestling ring. Um, I found some training schools out in Rochester that I trained at with, and it kind of all stemmed from there. Nice. So you did actually go to a school. Yeah, I went to two different schools, both in Rochester area. Um, The first one was Pier 6 Wrestling in Hamlin, New York. It's like the smallest podunk town ever. Um, Oh, my God, it's so small. And I was trained by Jordan Lennox there for a little bit. He's now living in Texas, I believe. He's a major wrestler for Wrestle Circus and stuff. He's super cool. Um, and then once that place closed up shop, because the owner was horrible, um, I started going to Upstate Pro Wrestling, where I met WWE ex-superstar um, Colin Delaney. I'm sure you know him as well. Um, I don't know who that is. Oh, you don't know? Well, he's fantastic. He was a uh, Oh my god, I forgot what years what he was, was doing it. I okay, my my extent of wrestling watching was we'll say WrestleMania 3 was the first thing I re- remember watching. So we'll go WrestleMania 3 to oh man, probably 92 probably to about 90 to about 92 or 93 around there. Um, 
and then 97 to about 2000 i watched i pretty much watched wrestling in like spurts okay so yeah you probably yeah. miss him again i don't remember when he was there he's like i think he's 33 now i don't know but um he used to literally just go out there get his ass whooped and then do it all again the next day. So, like, he was just kind of a big jobber guy in WWE, which is cool. I mean, he still made it. He made it further than any of us. So, like, kudos to him, obviously. He's done a couple other stints on, like, 205 Live recently um, and everything like that. So, he's, I mean, he's still at the top of his game, which is great. So, uh, just, like, when I went to the school, I was like, yo, who's the trainer here? They're like, Colin Delaney. I'm like, wait, I know who that is. I've seen him on my TV. He has to be good, and he is. So, like, I got trained by him. Okay, see, I'm looking it up right now. So he's actually, he was in All Elite there, too. Yeah, he did a couple stints there, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. He's just doing stints everywhere, you know, freaking Colin. Have you worked with any big names? I've worked with Ricky Morton, uh, part of the Rock and Roll Express, so that was super fun. Um, (laughs) Super, super interesting time in my life. it was like at this like fair show out in the middle of Pennsylvania, and it was me and my tag partner Anthony, coincidentally, and I don't know. It was just like the promoter was like, "Hey, it's you and Anthony versus me and Ricky," and we were like, "Huh, okay." And it was just it was a blast. He was so funny. Um, I worked with Bushwhacker Luke. That was just no. I don't even want to deal with that ever again. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean by you don't want to deal with that ever again? You no, can't no, just say that. Like, we're just in the ring and like, I don't know. I guess he was just looking for like a girl to take back to his hotel room or something. And we were in the middle. Like, I don't know if you know where Chautauqua County is, but it's kind of like a more of like a farmer area, like Jamestown, New York area ish. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like more of like a rural area. He looks at me. He throws his arm around. Me, he goes, "Oh." There's no bushes to whack over here. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> oh my god, I was no. That's why I don't want to deal with that again. Um, he was actually just on a show with us this past October or September for ESW. We did a show out in Cuba, um, or was that the Sailmaker show? Either way, we did a show recently with him, and he didn't recognize me, which was fantastic. Um, <laughs> who else have I worked? With? I worked with Grandmaster Sexay. I actually saw some of that match on YouTube. I'm sorry. Um, he pants the kid in the ring. That was <laughs> like an underage 13-year-old boy. That's not okay. Um, he ripped my tights that I just got that weekend. That was cool. Um, oh. Right? Like, super rude. I actually just did, back in November, I worked at Devon Dudley. So that was cool. How is Devon? Because I'm like, was like ECW was like the best, the greatest thing in the world to me. Um, he was he was cool. So like in the back, he was like, right, "What am I doing?" And like him and I got to talk, and I was like, "Yo, it's me." And like we didn't like wrestle, but we did like a promo thing back and forth that actually went off super well. Um, I ended up bringing up the fact that he's contractually obligated to WWE, so he can't touch me, which is super cool. And he he brought out. Colin and Cheech. So Colin and Cheech are a tag team. Um, Colin Delaney, as I just said earlier. And D- I hid 
like I hid my body behind Devon because he's huge. Uh, I was hiding behind him, like, yo, tell me that they're gone so I can get out of here. And I was like, Devon, you're my lifesaver. And I'm like, there's two of them. There's two of us now. We can fight them. Like, this would be cool. Even though I just came out of here to cuss at you. Like, and no, he ended up turning around and breaking his watch on my face. That was cool. Um, nice little Rolex watch. He broke it by punching me in the face. And then Callan and Cheech put me through a table. That was cool. Um, who else? I think, I mean, I'm probably missing a few, but, you know, big name-wise, I guess that's that's where we're at. Yeah, because wrestling-wise, for me, um, other than, like, you, Matt Johnson, uh, I know of Vince. I've never talked to Vince like I've talked to you and Matt. Um, out the, outside of those three, only wrestlers I've ever met was Farouk, and I got super pissed off because um, I was in a hospital, and I don't want to get into all that detail, but I was in the hospital, and he was coming around and you know shaking everybody's hand. And yep. the guy, and the guy that was with them was like, he was like, "Hey, you know who this is?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's Farouk." And the guy's like, "It's the Rock's dad." And I'm like, "That is not the Rock's dad. That's <laughs> Farouk." And other than that was, uh, I met Lex Luger. Oh, I cool. Used to go, I used to go to the chapel in like Amherst. Yeah, and I would. And I sat out in like the little mezzanine area instead of actually going inside of the actual, I don't know, like church area where the pastor is. I'd like watch him on the TV and sit on these comfortable couches. <laughs> and I saw this guy in a wheelchair and I'm looking at him and I'm like, that that's Lex Luger. I'm like, but he's in a wheelchair. I'm like, that's Lex Luger, but he's in a wheelchair. So I think I Google search is Lex Luger in a wheelchair like 90,000 times, but I've met Lex Luger and he called me brother. So I'm guessing we're best friends now. So if you ever that's need a favor, yeah. I figure that's how that works. You get called brother. You're in, you're in. Uh, okay. But I mean, is there like, other than until you make it probably to the big time, is there really any, like everybody sees wwe and they see these guys on there and they make good money but to an independent guy do you guys make good money or is it a scale of it's (sighs) i know what you mean it's it's weird so like i don't make good money i'll i'll just throw that i don't even care i don't make good money um the most money is all in merchandise sales. So, you know, I buy a line of 36 t-shirts for what X amount of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not going to sell them at what I purchased them for. I got to sell them up because that's how businesses work. You got to treat yourself as a wrestler, as a business. And um, so let's just say I buy 36 shirts for $400, whatever. Um 20 bucks a pop for a t-shirt, which is a general price at like a normal store. Like you go to like Hot Topic or you go to Target or you go, you know, wherever. 20 bucks for a shirt's not too bad of a price. So it's like a generic ass price. 
um, you know, 36 shirts, profit is $720 off those shirts. Take one away for yourself. So $700 profiting $300. But that isn't one night. So it's not like I'm going, hey, man, I got 36 shirts. Say, boom, sold out of all of them tonight, next round, next week. No, that's not how that works. You'll sit on these shirts for like a while. It sucks. I got I got some shirts that I'm still sitting on from years ago. That like whatever. Um, but you know, there's some nights where I'll walk out with 50 bucks, and then I get to go to the after party, and then I spend 80 bucks, so I profited negative 30 dollars. A back hurt. Maybe I hurt my leg. I you know I set up the ring. I tore down the ring. I've been working for the past 24 hours on this whole project just to lose 30 dollars and be drunk. Like cool. And my back hurts. Like. That's an added bonus, right? But, you know, some nights I'll walk out with $240 because I sold so many T-shirts or whatever, or, like, I just scammed people out of taking photos with me. Like, I will never forget. I would run around the fire hall, and I would say, free photos for $5. And people would look at me, and they go, what does that mean? I always use this analogy. I go, you ever go out to dinner, and you get food, you tip this, you tip your waitress, you think she was good, and say, you just ate food for free, which is the picture, but it's a mandatory $5 tip. So you got to tip the waitress five, you got to tip me five. So yeah, the picture is free, but it's a mandatory $5 tip. So I made $60 that night strictly off of free photos for $5. That's That's pretty awesome. I really like the fact that not only do you have to that that just gives me even more respect because I, I knew merchandise was a big thing, but the fact that you not only have to home this craft that you're doing in the ring, you know, my mom ruined wrestling for me at a very young age. Yeah. <laughs> she told me it was fake, like I was probably six or seven years old. And I, I'm sorry, I don't want to use the word fake, but that it's Oh no, I don't, Andrew, it's I, fake as crap. I'll, it's it's super okay. fake. Well, I don't want to use that word fake because I don't. I have kids. My youngest son kind of watches it, and then I start talking like that, and I'm like, "That was a horrible spot," you know, because I listen to Cornette. I'm not anything I learned from wrestling. I pretty much learned from Jim Cornette or just watching stuff on YouTube, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, they they don't they didn't." Uh, push that guy good enough and they're like what do you mean push him and i'm like damn it i gotta watch how i say this because in their minds this stuff is real and i'm looking at and i'm looking at it as like the most amazing choreographed dance fight that you've ever seen and the fact that you guys have to learn how to do that without hurting yourselves or without hurting the person that you're with Plus, you got to have some sort of business sense is all I feel is like, wow, because not only you have to promote yourself, but then you still got to worry about what you're doing that night as well in the ring. Am I, am I getting this correct? <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm like, yeah, it's fake. Like, I, I don't know. The fakeness is comparable because like. Do I walk out hurt? Yeah, all the time. Like September, this past September, I wrestled Frankie Feathers and 
I don't know what happened. I, oh, what happened? I like, I hit my running knee like super early in the match. It was like, I want to say like a minute in. Like, it was a hot start. Like, he went up on the rope. I cut him off. I beat him up. You know, I dodged a thing. I hit my running knee. Bam, super quick. Like, big move. Bam. And me hitting him, my both my calves just like went on fire. And I'm like, I still have like 10 minutes left of this. And I do a job in like actual life, not wrestling life, but like actual life where like I'm a scare actor at like a haunted house. And we were open that night. And like I left the wrestling business that night right after my match to go do that. And like my legs were, dude, I was on fire from hitting him. So like, yeah, it's fake. Like, is he going to win? Yeah, cool. He wins. But like, do we get injured and like hurt? Like, yeah, I've had nine staples in my head. It, it's ha- It happens. How the hell did you get nine staples? So, Frankie Feathers, not coincidentally, we were wrestling at a small promotion called Southern Tier Wrestling in the Chautauqua area. We were at, um, oh my god, where was I? I want to say Bergman Brawl. It was this outdoor venue. We had like a baseball field where we were set up and like the, we had the barricade around the ring and you know, like the finish of the the end of the match, like we were outside brawling and like he grabbed me, he threw me over the barricade. And instead of just taking like to the gut or like smacking my face on it or whatever, I decided to jump and flip over it because I thought it'd be cool. My feet must have clipped it or something. I still don't have the footage. I'm mad. My feet must have clipped it or something to where it pulled out of its like feet. And then it like tipped and slammed me on the top of the head. Are the barricades like those old, I would, would old like uh, metal, kind of like, like 1980s WWF, WCW, where it's just metal and then like, kind of looks like a rectangle and then like four or five poles in the middle and then connect. Is that what you tried to go over? Yeah. I mean, ours oh. are just like a little long. They're like, I want to say like seven feet long, maybe, maybe six. And they got like some things in the middle of them, like each end they go down into like a a base for like a like a foot that has like a spike up. So then you put it inside of those, so like they stabilize. But they're not very good because like obviously a human body jumping into them is gonna break them. So like I broke over it and it like fell with me because like I hit the ground, obviously, and then it hit me on the top of the head like a second later, and I just I remember holding my head because, like, obviously I got to sell this. I just got hit with a freaking big metal thing. I didn't think anything of it until I pulled my hand away and my hand was pure red all the way down to my forearm. And, like, all I saw in my right eye, because it was on my right side, like, it leaked down through into my right eye. Like, I saw, like, oh, my God, who's the, who's the character? Um, I don't even know. But, like, my entire right side of my vision was red. And, like, my other side was normal. So, like, it, it kind of looked cool, to be honest. But, yeah, I was I was bleeding pretty bad. Have you ever uh, bladed? No. Or never. That's my never. new word that I learned. Never? No. <clears throat> I, if I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding for real. And I just want, I want to put that out there for everybody. Like, if you ever see me bleeding, something's either, like, I don't know. Nothing's wrong, but, like, I'm bleeding for real. Like, I don't do that crap. No. 
No, I'm so not a masochist. I wouldn't. <laughs> so you would never do like, um, what's that big one? I just saw it on Vice. They're absolutely nuts. Uh, uh, Moxley K. Oh, there, I I got it. Um, that combat zone wrestling, like where they have like the world's largest death match, supposedly like tournament. You would never go that far. No, I would. So I would do that. I would go. I would do the death match tournament, but I wouldn't do any death match stuff. My character would just be like, "Nah, I'm gonna do normal stuff," and that's the way I'll generate that heat. Because like the fans are gonna be there. They're like, "I want to see this dude do death match stuff." Because if you look at me, like I got tattoos everywhere. Like I kind of look like a punk. Like I would look like I'm doing deathmatch stuff. But no, I'd be like, nah. Like I don't even get on the top rope much. Like that's scary. <laughs> so you would you would not. So I'm guessing your character or gimmick. I'm I'm trying not to like offend because you won't. I promise. I'll be all right. Okay. Okay, I have the best like, attitude in all wrestling. I, I believe that for sure. Okay. Okay. I just don't want somebody to hear this and be like, why would they say character? It's a gimmick. I listen to Cornette. I listen to Cornette. So, like, I'm walking yeah. on eggshells. This guy believes, like, it should be 1970s territory wrestling still. Forever. But, yeah. <laughs> so, but I still love him. <laughs> um, but your, your character gimmick. I'm guessing as a heel, which if you don't know wrestling things, a heel is, I'm pretty sure everybody does now by now, is like. Is what? The bad guy? Yeah. Yeah, you're like the bad guy. You go out there, you just want to piss everybody off. Yeah. And it's funny because I. I have a hard time being a heel sometimes, and I don't know why. Really? Yeah, so, like, the local place that I wrestle at, Empire State Wrestling, like, I'm supposed to be a heel. And I, my music hits. Like, the past couple of shows, my musical hit. And, like, the crowd goes crazy wild, like, happy. And I'm like, huh? And, like, I don't know what to, like, I just kind of roll with it at this point, because, like, if you change naturally from a heel to a face, like it just like if you don't like if you're not forced to do it and it's just like a natural thing, like the crowd's just with it, then like you kind of have to. You kind of can't control that. Like I could tell somebody anything. Like I'd be like, oh, I slept with your mother last night as my character, and they'd probably be like, okay, cool. Here's her number. Do it again. Like, uh, wait, like, no. Oh, so you're not even like it's not even like a love hate type heel thing it's just they you want to go out you want to be a heel but they're like you know what this guy's pretty cool yeah and like i work my matches as a heel like i'll beat up the the baby face i'll beat him up and i'll say some snood stuff or i'll cut devon dudley off and apparently you'll act like i just saved a cat out of a tree like that's the coolest thing ever yeah but devon dudley's I... talking on the microphone here comes jerk hawkins this is what i care about more than him. like wait yeah, I, that's the other thing with the wrestling name is I was I was looking up some stuff, and so I'm looking at the Empire State Wrestling thing, and my uh, my eight my ten year old son in the room with me, and they're watching TV in my room, and I'm looking stuff up, 
and they asked me, they go, what are you doing? And I said, you know, I'm looking up. I'm going to be interviewing an, an independent wrestler. And first, they're young. And they're like, does he work for WWE? I'm like, no, he's independent. And so they're like, well, what's his wrestling name? And at first, <laughs> I thought it was Jack Hawkins. <laughs> and I'm looking at it, and I go, oh, here it is. And without even thinking, I'm reading it, I go, oh, it's Jerk Hawkins. And the eight-year-old, my eight-year-old, you could tell the difference, goes, what's so wrong with that? Because I'm like, you don't say that stuff. <laughs> like, you go to, if school does start, do not go to school and start saying my dad interviewed Jerk Hawkins. And my eight-year-old's like, oh, why, why, why would I even want to say that? I mean, it's not even bad. I'm like, good, keep on thinking that way. And my 10-year-old's over here laughing his head off going, Jerk Hawkins. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh. <clears throat> It's definitely so, a, it's definitely a peculiar name, that's for sure. It is. What what made you go with that name? Like, you're so, obviously your your character is obviously a jerk, but why jerk Cockins? So I didn't get to pick the same. This is bar none one of my favorite wrestling stories to tell, and I'm glad it got brought up. So this was oh my god, it was so long ago now. How old am I now? 24. So this was this was five years ago now. And I remember the show, like, I remember everything down to the detail. I was dating my ex-girlfriend at the time. And, you know, I was working, it was the Thursday before the show. And the way the shows go, it's like Friday, Friday night, you show up at the venue. And, like, you help set up the ring, kind of like some of the product equipment. Or, like, the, the entrance and stuff. And then, like, Saturday, you put the finishing touches on. And you know, whatever. And then, like, you know, you do the show, you tear it all down, you do it all again the next month or the month, whatever it is. This specific show, I was working, I was still, I was managing my job. It was Thursday night, so the day before uh, that we go into the venue to set up the ring. So it's Thursday night, and I get a text from my boy, Anthony. He goes, hey, I forgot who it was, but, like, he's like, somebody dropped out, and you know, you know Vince. I know you said you haven't talked to him, but you know Vince, so, like, I was wrestling yeah. Vince. And I go, shoot, like, it's, you know, my girlfriend's birthday, Saturday, I wasn't really expecting to go to the show, like, whatever. And, like, I had plans for her, like, we were going to go to the beach and do all this stuff, and, like, because I knew I wasn't booked. As far as I knew from the last show, I was like, I wasn't booked, like, I was still a new guy. And he goes, no, like, you're booked, you gotta be there. Like, he's like, you know, wrestling comes first, I'm like, shoot, you're right. So, like, I told her, I'm like, hey. I gotta do this show, but I'll show up late. Like I told the promoter, I'll be there Friday night, Saturday. Like I gotta do the girlfriend thing. I will be there five o'clock. Show starts at six. He goes, that's kind of freaking close, but do what you gotta do. Long story short, show day rolls around. You know, her and I go out to the beach. We do some fun stuff. We get lunch, all this crap, and then like it's four thirty rolling around. I'm like, all right. Big guy, get to the show. She said, Can I at least come to the show and we can leave right after. I was like, Actually, yeah, like I'll tell him I just gotta go right after. And like, just because again, birthday stuff. So, you know, I get in there, I'm the last person there, second to last person there, maybe. And you know, I put her like I bring her through, like so she can go out in the crowd and whatever. And I, I'm like, Shoot, like I look on the, the card list and I pop up. I don't see my wrestling name. Like, usually, I'm Jet Rebel, um, which we'll get into, I'm sure, later. But usually, that's who I am. That's like my wrestling name. That's who I am. That's what I've been my entire career. 
and I see it says Vince Valor versus Jerk Hopkins, which I was like, wait, who's this? Because I thought this was originally somebody else. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not booked. Like, Brett got pissed off, and then, you know, I'm not booked. Okay, so I was like, you know what, let me just go find him. Let me just talk to him, whatever. It was like 5.15. Like, doors opened up and crap. He's counting something. He's talking to the doc. I don't know what he's doing. He's flustered. He's freaking busy. I go, hey, Brett, I'm here. Sorry I'm late. Like, you know I was going to be late, but, like, what do you what do you need me to do? And, like, without taking a breath, he just goes, jerk Hawkins, get the hell out of here. And I thought he was just <laughs> insulting me. And, like, and then, like, it clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, shoot, that's me. And then ever since then, just the name's just kind of just been there. So it was literally because he was mad at me that I showed up late to a show and that I told him I was going to be late for. So he was literally just mad that I was late. And that's how a name came about. So you just got labeled this because a promoter was mad at you. Pretty much. And I mean, it works out great. He loves me now. Like he's, he said he's going to book me in some like super fun matches to like get my name out there and stuff. I'm like, okay. I kind of do like the jerk Hawkins better than jet rebel. I, you know what? I don't because I picked that name. That's a stellar name. And the only person ever understand why that's my name is my current girlfriend now. She's like, oh, no, I understand that. that's your name. Nobody else has been able to guess it except for her. Yeah, I don't know. Jet Rebel sounds kind of like 80s cartoon to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something so I watched in the, the 80s. For the world. So my name is Jack Telepka, obviously. Yeah. My middle initial is E as an Edward. So Jet J E T. And then I just slapped the name Rebel at the end of it. So like in your case, what's your middle initial? J. J. So okay, so if I had your name, if I was Andrew J. Lenz, I would be AJ. I literally just put my initials together, slap the word rebel at the end of it. It just so happens that my initials also can be used as an actual name. Yeah. Well, yours sound a lot better than <clears throat> than even I don't know. <laughs> when I hear okay, I'm not <laughs> Jet Rebel just sounds I understand it. It just sounds like I said, I'm a kid of the eighties and it reminds me of a cartoon character. I'm not saying there was one, but it just reminds me of something like I would hear on a cartoon. Like he would be, but in a good way, he would be kind of like the bad guy on the good team. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like I wear a leather jacket. It's cool. Like we're cool. Yeah. Like, you know, he's on the good team and there's some guy like a, like even like a GI Joe saying like, and you know, I don't know, Captain Fantastic. I can't. Even, yeah, Captain Fantastic and his team, and Jet Rebel, the the rowdy, the the rowdy one that doesn't take any orders, but yet he does take orders. Where kids would be like, like a Raphael from Ninja Turtles. Perfect. Do you get it now? Okay. Raphael is my favorite turtle, anyway. Okay, so that's where I'm looking at Jet Rebel as. I'll take that. Okay. That, that's where I'm looking at the name of Jet Rebel. Like, not a bad guy, but he, 
he is a bad guy, but doesn't mean he, but he is. But he kind of sounds like he sucks at wrestling. Yeah, yes. So like, so maybe that's that's where you're gonna go. Maybe that's your whole face. Well, you're still Jerk Hawkins. Right. <clears throat> and Jerk Hawkins has done more than Daryl Blubber has, so that's fine. Yeah, because when you sent over your merchandise page, I was like, oh, I'm going to look at this. And I'm like, why does this all say Jet Rebel? <laughs> yeah, I have one design that's currently pending. I don't know if it's been accepted yet. Um, my friend Mark actually designed it for me. And it's just like Jerk Hawkins in like pink and blue, like pink up top, blue on bottom. Um, just like kind of in like a arch. I'm just going to pull like, I'm just going to set that like across the chest and make that like Jerk Hawkins gear. I also have Hawkins virus t-shirts. I ripped off the Corona logo um, with the Hawkins virus t-shirts. It's really cool. I've seen those. You shared those. Yes, I did. I only have those in stock in my person, which sucks. Because, like, before I opened up this online store, I had these printed. So, like, I don't want to put them online for them people to buy them here and then be like, oh, shoot, now I have all this stock. So, like, I'm going to keep these in person until I saw all of them. And then I'll put the design up. I'm pretty sure those cock and virus ones will sell pretty quick. I hope so. I I got them prior to... We had a show on March 28th that was booked. Obviously, it didn't go through. But, um... Like, I got them, like, three days before the show. Or a week before the show, rather. And I was like, perfect. It's like, coronavirus time. This is perfect timing to sell these t-shirts. No, the show got canceled, so now I'm holding them. Have you, because of the, I, I, we don't talk about politics, but just for a little bit there, has the coronavirus kind of hurt things? Absolutely. There hasn't been a show in, I don't know, since the second week of March, third week of March. The last show I wrestled was March 13th. I wrestled up in Canada March 13th. And that was like, you know what, I'm not doing politics. Uh, March 13th is the last show I wrestled due to coronavirus. Okay. There we go. That's that's all we gotta do. We don't do politics. I I kind of took the Matt Jones. Politics. That's a whole different ordeal. Wrestling politics is so different. We get the wrestling politics. I wouldn't mind this. It's like governmental politics. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Wrestling politics fascinates me to no extent. I. I like I said I don't watch um a lot of wrestling but it's almost like a thing with uh well I two point conversation NFL history um it's one of those things where I see a guy and I need to know more about him and then I then I find other guys wrestlers that were in that area and then I find out more and then I find out more and then I find out more and it's just very interesting to learn the history of how things were. So I'm more uh, wrestling. I like the history of wrestling and I love shoot interviews. Oh, me too. So, my okay. I do enjoy a good wrestling match. Um, but I haven't, I don't know, I, the, the storylines. I'm a person that likes a story. 
Me too. I, that's all I try to do when I'm wrestling, is try to tell a story. I'm not good at it, but I try. But I, you'll, then you'll probably agree. If you don't have the good story, then they can't bring, then you can't bring in your audience and doing it. Agreed. Which nowadays indie wrestling is kind of like, I'm hit with a super kick. You're going to backflip, land on your feet. You're going to hit me with one. Then now I'm going to backflip, land on a super kick. Then I'm going to run at you. You're going to hit me with a C4. We'll both kip up. And then we'll do a super kick. Then we'll both go down. But at the count of nine, we'll kip back up. Both go to the top rope. Hit a missile dropping to each other in the middle of the ring. Kip back up. And then we'll do a schoolboy for the finish. Like, no. Wait, that's not <laughs> sounding kind of cool. But no, that's, that's not what we're doing. Like, we're, we're here to say, okay, I just worked over your leg because I know you do the figure four leg lock, and now you can't do it because I broke your kneecaps this entire match. And now at the very end of the match, you don't have your figure four leg lock anymore, Ric Flair, for instance. You don't have that figure four leg lock anymore. What else can you beat me with? And then if you beat me with, let's say, I don't know, instead of using your figure four leg lock, let's say you beat me with... I don't know. You, you hit me with a cool move, a power bomb. You hit me with a power bomb. You pin me. Obviously, you didn't use your legs because you power bomb me. I mean, you use them to hold me up. But like you didn't do your submission because you can't. That's a story. I broke your leg because I know you finished people off with the figure four. What else can you beat me with? Shoot! You beat me with this power bomb. You got something else. Like that's captivating. Obviously, no. it's more storytelling in the ring because I can't be like. I can tell you that, and you're probably like, okay, yeah, I broke this Yeah, It's different to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, but, so when you're, when you're, obviously, like you just said, you talk over a match. Do you figure out the whole match in the back? Or are you um, calling stuff in the ring? You can do both. I've been put in predicaments where, like, I'll go to a show just because I wanted to show up and, like, in hopes to get a spot. Like, Maybe something opens up, maybe somebody wasn't there, and they're like, all right, Jack, you can go in because blank didn't show up. I've been in the predicament where I went to a show, and the main event guy was running late because he was at a different show, and he was main eventing at this one. And it was like an hour and a half drive, I guess that show went too long, so he was going to be late to this one, and they needed like a filler match. And they like, There was four of us. It was me, my friend Greg, um, this new guy, Stratos, up in Canada, and... Oh, my God. And I want to say it was also my friend Wagner, I believe. So, you know, at the beginning of the day, we showed up. We hopped out with the ring, and I was like, hey, what? He's like, oh, I got nothing for you guys, but, like, if you wanted to help out with security and stuff, like, I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, I'm already here. It was only, like, an hour drive. Um, He comes out to us, like, middle of, like, the second match out. He goes, hey, my main event just called me. Like, he's going to be late. He's running, like, at... 20 minutes late, I need a filler match. Like He's like, there's four of you, tag match, literally after this match that's currently on. He's like, right now. I'm like, okay. So one, I had to run all the way out to my car. I had to grab my stuff. I had to put it on. And like, as he's telling us this, like, that match finished up. So like, they're going to celebrate. They're going to go to the back now. The next match is coming out. And like, I'm running out to my car. We're all grabbing our stuff. And we're in the back, putting on our gear as my music's playing. And I'm like, shoot so like obviously i didn't have time to say anything besides putting my gear on so we called stuff in the ring which is fun um it's fun if you know the person too i didn't know this shadows guy 
at all. It was me and Greg versus him and Wagner. I didn't know the Stratos guy at all. Um, so like I didn't know what he did. I knew what the other two dudes did because like we trained together and stuff. Um, but it was just kind of like it was a cookie cutter match because there's things that like you can say like universal that'll be like that's one specific whole thing that like everybody knows. So like I'll call universal. We'll do that and then we'll finish it off with this, and that's the way we can call ring. Whereas obviously the majority of the time I'm like. I'm already booked on the show. There's my opponent. Let's go over there and talk to him see what we're figuring out. So it's, re- it's really a luck of the draw, to be honest. So where did so where did you uh, – you got changed in your car or you had to go out to get your stuff from your car? I just had to run out, grab my stuff in the car, and then I got changed in the back as my music's playing. That's actually happened to me twice now where I've been changing as my music's playing. Like, I'll be taking my actual, like, normal shirt off and, like, my pants off, and, like, my music's playing. And I'm, like, I still have to put on, like, my compression underwear, my tights. I got to put my boots on. I got to wrap my wrists. Like, I got to do all, like, I got to do my hair. I got to put my jacket. Like, I got to do all this stuff, and my music's currently playing. That's, what, do, what music do you come out to? Is it, like, a generic, or is it an actual, like, song? I come out to, as Jerk Coggins, he comes out to a remix of Shop Boys, You're a Jerk, which is awesome. Um, I have my buddy Kevin remix it. And as Jet Rebel, I come out to Falling in Reverse, um, their, one of their newest songs, Drugs, which I don't do drugs, but the song is kind of cool. So, like, I come out to that. Would you keep on talking about the whole Rebel tattoos uh you don't do drugs i'm getting cm punk in my head <laughs> no and that's fine he's he's one of my huge fans or yeah yeah he's my fan yeah no um he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time actually do you have a favorite wrestler of all time that you're like i mean other than kane like is there another guy that you're like okay Kane is this big giant monster, but I, I like this guy a lot, even though maybe we're more similar than a big giant monster. Even though he's a bum, yeah. Uh, um, I like <laughs> Edge a lot, actually. Oh, see, I'm not, I just not a, I was never a big Edge guy. Really? Yeah, I wasn't. Kane, I was super. Kane actually got me back into wrestling. And it were an age where Stone Cold, it was like pretty much I started watching wrestling again after like when I was like a little kid, like more in my teenage years. Um, it wasn't after WrestleMania 14, it wasn't Stone Cold. It was more Kane. Kind of like what you said. He was very oh. opposing. and. The Undertaker, I was, geez, probably two most things in sports that stand out to me are the Bills losing the Super Bowl, losing Super Bowl 25, and Survivor Series when Undertaker first debuted. Those are two things that, and I think I was seven or eight at that time. So I, those stand out. So here's the Undertaker who is like this monster and then, Kane comes out and he's a monster and Kane is the younger brother of the younger taker. 
and I'm I'm a younger brother. I have an older brother, and he beats him. And I'm like, wow. Okay, Kane's pretty cool. I had a Kane T-shirt. Most people wore Stone Cold. I I I was all about Kane. So I I get you there. With Kane. Yeah, Kane's but, great. I actually have a um, I have like a scary Kane poster hanging up in my um in my parents' house in my old room. Yeah, and like I, I don't, put it, I put it like right above my bed because I had troubles waking up sometimes, and like I would wake up and see him, and then I'd get like a little spooked, and then like I'm really up now because it was like back when he was super old, it was like the old mask, and like there's flames behind him. Yes. It's a pretty cool post, but like I would scare myself awake, which is kind of funny. I Kane, um, my my guy that I think is. As I'm older, I went through a progression through wrestling. In the 80s, it was always Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. Um, I was probably the only person to get into Terry Taylor's character. I don't know if you ever heard him, the Red Rooster, nope. when he had that gimmick. Nope, can't think of him. Oh, my goodness. If you ever look up the Red Rooster, he's one of my like favorites then. Um, and so I had those, and that was it. And then I always liked the bigger guys, obviously, you know. And then I watched WCW. Oh, Triple H was one. Triple H became a big thing. And then I watched WCW. And as I get older, and I could say who pretty much is my favorite wrestler of all time, and it's from WCW primarily, which is funny, is Chris Jericho. Oh, he's great. Uh, my I, Russell Dad, my gut actually, his favorite wrestler is Chris Jericho, I believe. Yeah, I mean that was. I just felt like it. What stood out most to me with Chris Jericho was in WCW was um, as we get a kind of off topic, but as I talked to you about, so you get a better understanding where I'm at in the whole wrestling thing, and yeah, is you had these gigantic superstars and here's this guy who is classified as a cruiserweight and in order to get airtime he called out pretty much the biggest star at the time and made a goofball of himself but he did it to get airtime and i'm like that that earned a lot of respect and he was so funny about it like when you come out with rufus and he start calling goldberg greenberg uh, the whole Stinko Malenko thing. Those were things that really got me on the Chris Jericho bandwagon. He's great. He's fantastic. I've always wanted to meet him. Oh, yeah. He's just. He's awesome. Yeah, he's just a doll. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, I was. ECW wise was always Rob Van Dam. Oh, I love RVD. Oh, my God. And his thing, like the RVD thing where he flexes and just points his thumbs at his shoulders is like the simplest but like most effective thing ever. Like, obviously, it's not a move, but like as like a signature taunt, it's just so funny. I just remember the whole Mr. PPV RVD. Oh, my God. I love RVD. 
Okay. So we 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 do have things in common. <laughs> we do crazy. finally. Oh. I always thought of myself. If anybody doesn't know me and Jack also do another podcast called The Two Point Conversation. And we have a group, so we go back and forth a lot and I make fun of Jack. <laughs> always. Cuz Jack 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 is like newer to football. Over any NFL football players ever. It's the best. Yeah. So there's a lot of back and forth. So I always thought of Jack as the baby face and me as the heel. <laughs> Did you ever oh. feel that? No, I just thought it was just like funny to, to call you a bum or you call me a bum. Then we're like, we'll agree for like five minutes and then you'll start talking crap about Nick Foles again. Like it's like, all right. I don't think we've ever agreed to anything other than on the wrestling. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Did I'll you ever, that. have you ever main evented or just? Uh, yeah, I made evented, I want to say three times. I th- Because I know for sure that the, uh, that Ricky Morton show, I'm pretty sure that was the main event. If not. that w- I would imagine so. I think it was, but I can't remember for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not 100%, but in Pro Wrestling Rampage in Erie, it was me and Anthony. We were a huge tag team. We were called the Home Wreckers. Um, it was a super fun party. And, you know, obviously, as all good tag teams do, we had to feud, we had to break up. And eventually, it led to like the biggest feud in Erie, Pennsylvania at the time. And, we may have ended, I think it was a July show. I don't remember the month, but um, it was pretty fun. So I made it into that one. I'm pretty sure, again, the Ricky Morton was a main event. And I want, I know there's one more, but I cannot remember for the life of me. Have you won any, have you won any belts? I've only won tag belts with Anthony in Southern Tier Wrestling and, um, and shoot, Pro Wrestling Rampage. That's um, tag belts just with him there. Nowhere else, I don't believe. If I, I mean, if I recall incorrectly, that's my bad, but that's, I'm pretty sure those are the only two companies I've had a belt with. Where did you guys get the name Home Wreckers? Um, I don't remember, to be completely honest with you. I think it was his idea. Um, we just kind of, we were just, practicing one day and like training and like i don't remember how it came about um but eventually we were called the home records we got like home record flasks and stuff i still have mine i don't have my home record shirt because he stole it um but the home records it became a fun thing i don't know um there's also a, a fed in brockport uh international wrestling federation that had the tag belts there too so i've had three different companies belts um that's my bad but um we uh we got we got we didn't get like popular or anything but like i was having super much fun with it so i go to mo's sometimes like my local mo's on niagara falls boulevard and be like hey i'm a professional wrestler i'm in a tag team called the home records can i get a free home record burrito and for like two to three months straight i would go in there every day i get a home record burrito for free i worked at the best buy right there like i get a home record burrito for free every day and it was awesome. 
just because of the, that's that is pretty cool. Just because of the name, <laughs> they didn't even charge you. Didn't even charge me. They're like, "Here's your burrito. Here's your beverage." I'm like, "Sweet." It was great. It was a great time. Now, when you get the belt, and I know as a kid, I thought once you got the belt, like it was yours. But as I grow to <laughs> grow to find out, um, a lot of these guys got to put a deposit on their belts. Was it like something that you had to do where you could keep the belt, or the minute you walked? in the backstage the belt was like you had to hand it back to the promoter oh no we were able to keep them i mean the promoter was like like i'm not again i i've been in all of wrestling i say so i'm not gonna screw anybody over like i have your belt cool i'm your champion like i'm kind of more obligated to be at your show now because i have this so i'll be here so it's like it was kind of like that. Like, I didn't have to put a deposit. I didn't have to give it back. Like, I had it in my car at all times. It was fun. That's got to be pretty amazing to, like, have a belt. <laughs> the closest thing I've come to having a belt was uh, the one place I worked at. Uh, the employee of the month got a certificate and then a wrestling belt. Like a toy, oh, that's cool. Toy WWE, yeah. toy WWE, and I became the uh, the Ric Flair of Employee of the Month. Sweet. I was the only, I was the only three time. So I'd walk around, and if somebody would say anything to me, I'd give them like the Booker T, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Who are you talking to?" Because I'm the three time, three time <laughs> Employee of the Month. Oh my god, that's <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. It was great too because my kids liked it. They were younger back then, so they liked it. So they, I come yeah. home and I'd be like, "Here's a belt for you." I could not fit those things around my waist to save my life. So, oh no, the toy ones, <clears throat> yeah, the toy ones are small anyway. They don't fit around like my leg. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the worst was my one friend that was like super into wrestling, and he like worships the. Uh, the ground the rock walks on he would like climb the racks and like hold up the belt like the rock does and i'm like dude pause yourself okay <laughs> we're, we're at we're at work be professional yeah even though i walked around going three time three time right but at least you're not crime, climbing racks you know what i mean that's different. no i i talked like a lot like i did the rick flair you gotta beat the man to be the man that's, that's a, lot of, awesome. a lot of people did not like me at that point. <laughs> yeah, whatever, who cares? Uh, so, I mean, that's. Is it. Where's pretty much. Like, I know there's not a locker room, and we kind of discussed this, like you said in the beginning. Uh, yeah. getting changed in the bathroom. Where was the nastiest place where, like, a promoter was like, uh, "You got to change in there." Oh my god! Oh man, I have so many. Oh man, where was it? I cannot freaking remember. I went to. Nope, I can't remember. I just remember. I don't know. Like, I remember it was no. You know what it was? It was VWF out in New Eagle, Pennsylvania. Do you know where that is? Yes, roughly. Oh, 
that's horrible. I was super surprised you even said yes. Um, so it was this place. It was called VWF. It was me. It was Anthony. It was my friend Wagner and Vince. And we took along Frankie Feathers one for one of the show, one or two of them. Um, we told the promoter we'll come in for, we shot him a, I forgot what amount we shot him. It was like a six hour drive. And we shot him like a stupid, stupid rate. Like for the five of us here, this amount. And like, he was like, okay. We we're like, oh, really? Cool. And like immediately upon getting there, he was like, here's your envelopes. Here's your money. Like, goodbye. And not goodbye, but like, thanks for coming. Like, we can just leave now. We don't even need to wrestle. We have his money. We can leave. Um, which we thought about. We did. And he goes, we go like, all right. Like, we went out. We're like, okay, there's the ring. And we grabbed at the ring. We're like, okay, this ring sucks. Cool. Um, and then we're like, all right, there's the entrance. Obviously, behind the entrance, that's where the um, locker room is. Cool. So we went back there. And it was a kitchen. Like, and not an industrial kitchen, but like, I don't know. Like it was like, uh, like a, it was like a fire hall kind of esque place, like a city, not a city hall, but like a banquet hall is the word. Can think of it. Um, so we got changed in their kitchen, and like normal kitchen. So like, you walked in, there was like a counter to the right, a counter to the left, and then a sink. And then there's like a middle island where I'm assuming they put like ready food to like bring out. And then behind that, there was like the dish sink, another oven, um, like the fans for the grill, something in front of that. And we were like, we kind of like looked, we were like, all right, I'll take the sink, I guess. And like it was not clean. Like it was clean-ish, but it wasn't like super clean. I would have to say it's probably the worst locker room I've ever been changed in. Mostly, I mostly it's like for these fire halls, VFWs. Yeah, I'm guess I'm guessing it's not too bad bathroom wise. Oh no, bathroom wise it's fine. Bathroom wise, like there will be separate bathrooms. I mean, sometimes there's separate bathrooms in the back where we're at, but sometimes there's not. Um, our latest show for Empire State Wrestling, we wrestled in a hotel room. Um. Or not in a hotel room. Or this was January. Was say, hotel room? That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, this was back in January. So not our last show, but our two shows ago. We wrestled in like a hotel's big banquet, like wedding banquet hall thing. And like there was a hallway in the back. So we like put tables to block off where we were. And there was like smaller rooms where we got changed. So it was super nice. So like we all, we all had like plenty of space. There was like three or four different rooms that we could, you know, change it. We could change in the hallway if we wanted to because it was just us back there. There were separate bathrooms back there. Um, that was actually eons better compared to the kitchen that we changed in at VW. That's got to be awesome to change in a kitchen. Oh, yeah. And yeah, sometimes fair shows you get changed, like, behind, underneath the bleachers where, like, if the fans are sitting too high on the bleachers, they can clearly see you naked and changing. Like, whatever. This is totally fine. Have you ever, like, thought about trying out for the big boys? No. Never in my days. I have a bad knee, and they're going to find that immediately, and I don't want that. That's fair. 
That's fair. I mean, if they notice me, cool, just... but I'm not going to go out of my way to tell them I'm interested. You're not going to, like, fly down to Orlando Performance Center or anything AEW or, or Ring of Honor? No. I, mean, I do have a couple connections to AEW, um, more so than people think, which is really funny. And, like, there's a couple of people, like, from Buffalo, like Andy Williams from Every Time I Die, the band, and like Pepper Parks. Um, you know, they actually are contracted with AEW, so like they're local. That's where the majority of people in Buffalo's area, like I have connections with AEW. Like, yeah, you do because of them, but like I have more than that, and nobody believes me, <laughs> but I know <laughs> other people within the company, which is super cool. Like, personally, like I talk to them almost every day, and yeah. Like, I could be like, hey, Would you ever... he's even offered me. He's like, he was like, sometimes I go down there, like, to their pay per views or whatever, and I can bring somebody along. And I was like, okay. He's like, do you want to go? I was like, no. Nah. That's pretty new. AW is definitely interesting. I've only watched a couple of the shows, but it's. Um... It's definitely better, way better than the WWE product than what I see now. And the I, what my would thing you... is, I don't think you can compare them. I think it's it, you're comparing apples to bananas at that point. Like it's it's wrestling. If you like WWE, you like WWE. If you like AEW, you like AEW. I don't watch wrestling a lot, to be honest with you. So I don't even know what I don't even know who the champions are right now. I have no idea. See, I stay company. I stay a little bit in line with that is I will know who the champions are pretty much or I'll look them up every once in a while. But I could see where you get that. Um I don't know, it's just WWE, I think and once again, I'm going to quote Jim Cornette because this is the best way to describe it. And it, we're going to get a little bit into politics, but not that much. And I don't want to go overboard with it. He described, actually, I'm going to change the name, the second name that Jim Cornette used to describe Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon, to me, is if you were to, if is if you were to have the love child between P.T. Barnum and George Steinbrenner, do you know who George Steinbrenner is? I do. If you were to have put those two people together, you would have, that's what I feel Vince McMahon ultimately is. And that's why it's hard for me to deal with some of the things. Like I like the word belt. He does not like the word belt. I mean, I'm who am I to Vince McMahon? But it's just one of those things that I'm like, what's the big deal? And I hate how all of them are called WWE superstars. <clears throat> I I agree with that. Why I like to be wrestlers. That's what I'm saying. I you don't people in the NFL saying I'm a NFL superstar. I am an NFL player. I or I'm right. a football player. And so that's where I get a little bit on the WWE I thing. Agree. 
because I see things and I don't like it. And it it completely turns me off as a person. Because like I said before, like wrestling's cool. I enjoy a good match, but I'm more into the history and the shoot interviews. I'm into that. I mean, same thing with the NFL now with me. I can guarantee it. Um, you have more knowledge of the NFL now, kind of per se, than I do. Yeah. Because I'm so I'm still stuck in the past. I've I've reached old man status when it comes <laughs> to my life. Okay, I'm 37 years old. I have three kids, and I'm like old man status. I'm stuck in my ways. Like, I watch the NFL, and I'm like, oh, he barely even touched the guy. I remember when you could hit the guy like that. Or in wrestling, I remember when they did this, and then there was this, and now they don't do this. So, I mean, that's like where... Like, I remember when they set the table it. on fire, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I remember great storylines, even though I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, no, Miss Elizabeth, what is she doing with... Or what's Hulk Hogan do with Miss Elizabeth with the thing? Oh, why did he leave Macho Man? Things like that. Um, I'm. This is how how old I feel now. I ordered pots and pans, and I am so psyched for them to come. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay, so I mean that's where I get off there. I I've never watched the math, but I'm very intrigued about Jap Japan. Would you ever like go to Japan and wrestle? I mean, yeah, why not? I'll do it. Like, because I've, I'm very, I'm wrestling novice. I heard it's a very stiff style of wrestling in Japan. It it is, and like my big thing is like, I'll do anything once, like. Sure, why not? Okay. Well, that's... I'm, I'm, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. You got anything you want to... I mean, no, your... I don't have anything. I'm, I mean, I'm just happy to be here, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have you. This is the first time we kind of got to, like, talk, talk. <laughs> so, there you right. go. <laughs> um, I mean, do you, you do... Uh, you, you want to give out your website for some Jack Rebel Jerk Cockins t-shirts there? Uh, sure. It is www.prowrestlingtees.com slash rebelcock. Um, super funny. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at jetrebel9, and Instagram is just at jet underscore rebel. Um, super cool. I'm a cool dude. You're a cool dude. We're all cool dudes. Um why not yeah. buy a shirt hang out do you do anything else you. you want to plug anything else there? you want to plug anything else um no i mean as you said two-point conversation always uh you know always a great time for nfl talk five days a week and i am on a peculiar adventure finding buffalo chicken wings as of seven wings six podcast um you can find us on facebook twitter whatever um for both of those as well all right well that's that's it. I had a great time, Jack. This was very ball. Inform very informative and you've definitely I 
independent wrestling, I need to go see a show. I really do it do. up. Do it. I really Let's do. do it. But my biggest regret is you can come listen to Matt um, commentate for Empire State. Yeah. Yeah, because my biggest regret is not going to the Burt Flickinger Center to see an ECW. It's one of my big, even though ECW wasn't independent, independent, it was still not with the other guys in a way. But I definitely, I definitely That's need fair. to go. You should come down here too. Yeah. Go wrestle at whatever. I mean, I'll try. Mall. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> whatever weird mall. I mean, mall. it's 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 just I don't know. It's it. I've grown even more of a respect that not only do you have to sell the promotion, but you are selling yourself in a way to everyone. So, with that being I, said, I try. Yeah. Once again, thank you very much, Jack. And as always, lovely Truman Show ending. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris? You hear any new podcasts lately? Yeah. Like what? Um, like Harley Kayfabe. Hardly Kayfabe, what's that? Hardly Kayfabe is a professional wrestling podcast on the network where, actually, hey, you're a host of them. Oh, that's right. I am. Myself, Johnny Townsend, and Matt Johnson, all co-hosts Hardly Kayfabe, the professional wrestling podcast of the network found on BICBP-radio.com. Have you ever listened to it? I've listened to it, and I've actually guessed it on it. You guessed on it? I have. That's fun. Do you like wrestling? I really love wrestling. So if you love wrestling, you would love this show. Hardly kayfabe. I think Chris is a robot.